Daily Dirt Nap, Money Talks. Own your life. With Jared Dillian and Money Talk on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. All right, it is 7.36 on the Liz Callaway Show. Glenn Dye Radio is here. And, of course, Jared Dillian is joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Glenn. Hey. You asked me what kind of uh, cologne I'm wearing? Yeah. Sex Panther. Whoa. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> I thought I heard him purring. Sex Panther. Like, Never heard of that one before. <laughs> Is that I'm sure really it comes in a very nice That's, bottle. You've ever seen Anchorman? That's from Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I missed yeah. the joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it real? Is that really? No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Is there, there's no real uh, cologne name, Sex Panther? No, I wish. How many yeah. people Googled that? Oh, for sure. Like, I'm so, I'm actually surprised somebody didn't come up with a sex panther. Yeah, yeah. And put it in like a specially shaped bottle. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Speaking of Google, they lost $96 billion in value uh, because of that whole Gemini AI thing that happened. And if you don't recall what we're talking about, uh, there was some kind of image generation done when someone searched like historical figures and they just changed the race. Of like, is that what happened? Like, so like- a bunch of stuff happened. So basically, there was an image search, and there was there's a there's a text search, and in the image search, if you prompted it, if you asked it to show you a picture of founding fathers, like yeah. they were all black, like which and even I, if with, they weren't with, historically with wigs, black with like wigs, <laughs> right? Like it was ludicrous. And if you asked it to show you a picture. Of a 1930s German shoulder, it was soldier. It was like Asian women. <laughs> like, so what happened? Was that you know well, diversity it, gone haywire? It, it's diversity gone haywire, but it's actually worse because if you if you just ask the text part, if you're like, okay, who is worse, libertarians or Stalin? It basically says, I don't know. Like something as clear as that would in our belief system. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's a disaster. Um, let is me, that let something me just, that's new? So let change? me just talk about Google for a second. Google has been around for a long time. It's been around since like 1999. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to guess how many employees Google has. Oh, um, Glenn, feel free to jump in on this. How many employees does eighty thousand? That's I, a wild I, guess. I'm Google. I would say at least. 150, 175,000, 184,000. Damn, not bad. Well, I wouldn't have won both showcases, but I was a close. <laughs> yeah. So this is a pretty simple business. I mean, yeah. it's just a computer program. It's just a robot that gives search results. You know, Elon Musk fired pretty much all the employees from Twitter, and it works fine. So Google has this AdWords search business that generates about $200 billion a year, and instead of using it to improve profitability, they just hire a bunch of useless people. So I have talked to people who work at Google, like they don't work. They <laughs> don't go. There's a culture in Google where you don't go to meetings because if you don't go to a meeting, people think you're busy. Right. Oh, they go, really? They they go surfing during the day. They work like five hours a day. They get paid three hundred fifty thousand bucks. It is they they basically just hired a hundred thousand knuckleheads, <laughs> and so it's so basically it, it, the business. So is, how do I get a job there? Is the question? Yeah, that's that's the question. <laughs> how do you get a job there? But what this Gemini AI has done is 
it's eroded trust in Google and a search engine is based on trust. Okay. Like if you type something into Google, you're, you're basically relying on Google to return the, the search results that are unbiased and the most relevant to you. Now, Liz, I know you use DuckDuckGo. I come in here and I see your computer and you mm-hmm. have DuckDuckGo yeah. on it. So you moved away from Google a long time yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Google still has over 90% market share in search. Wow. If people believe that they're returning biased search results or if like... Gemini becomes the search engine for Google and it's returning biased search results, people will no longer trust it and they'll right. move to other alternatives. Right. So if their search business loses market share to 80%, 70%, 60%, the stock is going to get killed. And it is getting killed. I mean, you saw it lost like $90 billion in a day the other day. I'm actually short. I actually put on a short position in Google. Um, the, the, the company is bloated. It's corrupt. The culture is crap. Um, I think, I think they're going to lose a huge amount of market share in search and that's good to be in. And while we were sitting here, a DuckDuckGo commercial came up. Yeah. Which I've never seen. That was the first time I've seen one. So they must be capitalizing on this pile on the rabbit type of thing. Um, okay. So, uh, is now a bad time to buy Google? The stock? It's a terrible time to buy Google. Yeah. You think it's going to go down further? Oh, yeah, much further. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah before wow. we finish, I do have a stock question for you because I'm kind of watching something. And okay. You're, you're a smart guy. Well, let's go. Oh, let me do it. And yeah. NVIDIA. Yep. Oh, yeah. We NVIDIA, talked about that last week. 233.77%. That is remarkable. I mean, uh, it's a bad time to buy because it's at the top, I guess. But or Or is it a bad time to buy? Is it going to keep going? NVIDIA is trading at 41 times sales. And historically, Ooh, wow. anytime a company trades more than 10 times sales, it is not a good value and right. it goes down a lot. Okay. Um, so it's it's not it's not only is it an expensive stock, it is probably the most expensive stock I've seen in my entire career. Wow. Right. Really? Now the business is growing very rapidly. The business is growing over two hundred percent a year. But it still does not justify the valuation. Okay, and this is an AI company. Well, what they what Nvidia does is they make the chips for the AI servers. Right. Okay. So they're really like a picks and shovels sort of company. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the other topic you wanted to talk about are food prices. Now, a lot of people say those are the, um, you know, why are food prices still up when inflation is supposedly like stabilizing? Yeah, so I've come in here a bunch of times and I've talked about inflation and I've talked about this idea that the rate of inflation has come down from 9% to 3%. So we have 3% inflation right now. But that doesn't mean that prices come down. It just means that the prices are going up slower than they used to, okay? But this that's not what consumers care about. This is what consumers care about. Right now, food food makes up 11.3% of people's disposable income. Right now okay. it does. So that mu- that number in isolation doesn't mean anything, but if you go back five years ago, it made 6.5% mm. of people's disposable income. So people are spending 5% more of their budget on food than they were before, and that's why people are so upset. And to put that in perspective, people haven't spent 11% on food since the early 90s, right? So this is a big step backwards where people are spending a huge amount of their disposable income on food. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What about restaurant pricing? Because restaurants really have a lot of issues to overcome, uh, namely, you know, labor cost and, of course, food prices. Because um, I remember reading that the, the wholesale pricing on food goes up, hits the restaurants first before the pricing in the grocery stores hit. So the restaurants are always having to deal with this fluctuation of pricing. Has there been any um, talk about the restaurant industry? Well, the interesting thing about that is that restaurant prices affect people more now than they did 30 years ago. So 30 years ago, people spent about 70% of their food money at home and 30% at restaurants. Today, it's about 50-50. People spend about 50% of their money going out to eat and 50% of their money eating at home. So restaurants actually have a much greater impact on people's budget than eating at home, going to the grocery store. How much does it cost you and Javier to go out to dinner now? Well, breakfast or lunch is always 50 to $60 mm-hmm. for both dinner. of us. And dinner is always 80 to 120. Yeah. And if and we have drinks, I'm noticing higher. really just two drinks and, you know, a couple going mm-hmm. out, it's basically you 75, think about it. 75 to $80. And then after your tip, you're basically a hundred bucks a night to it go used out. To be and I'm like, a dating guy. So it used to be like when you go out to eat, it was something special. So you just order what you want. Right. You really didn't look at the price. Cause right. you're like, I'm going out because I don't make lobster. I want to have lobster or mm-hmm. I want to have a really good steak made perfectly. So you would go and you would make those allowances for yourself, but you never really looked at the prices. Right. Like now you have to really look because you don't know what you're going to get hit with. Yeah. You know, when they talk about the specials they have, you know, the catch of the day and they, and you say, well, they usually don't tell you the prices it's on It's market that. price. And yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. And the market price is ridiculous. Yeah. And you feel weird if you ask, what is market price today? You know? Yeah. When I first, when I, when I first moved to Pauly's Island in 2015, my favorite restaurant there is Bistro 217. I go there a lot. Yeah. And my wife and I used to go out for dinner and, I really, I'm not, I'm not making this up. It would come out to like 37 bucks and I would throw down a 50 and we leave. And I I basically have dinner for like 50 bucks mm-hmm. and, you know, Bistro 217 has done a great job of keeping prices down. It ha- it's, it's probably one of the cheaper places in Pauly's Island, but now I'm not getting out of there for less than 70 or 75 yeah. for sure. And for people who are, you know, They're watching what they're spending, especially here. A lot of people are retired and they have an X amount of dollars, fixed income. Um, They're going to look twice at those prices. And there are restaurants that actually have eliminated certain things off their menus because people are not going to pay that much for a a dinner out. You know, they're not going to buy that most expensive steak anymore. So why should they buy it and hold it? And, you know, because there's so much waste in the restaurant business. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, did you hear about what, what Wendy's was going to do with this, um, surge pricing? Yeah. 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 But they've come out and said that that was not true. Well, true. I mean, I'm, I, I hope it's not true because that's a terrible idea. Like, I mean, it was, you know, Uber, Uber, Uber does surge pricing and people hate it. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually kind of a complex philosophical discussion about mm-hmm. like, 
you know, the difference between a queue and a market and what's more fair and stuff like that. Like that's a really, that's a really complex discussion, but I think most people's sense of fairness, they believe that, you know, they would rather wait in line and pay the same price for food rather than have food prices fluctuate per time of day and end up spending more. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be called price gouging or if you went to a gas station at rush hour they're going to charge you 10 cents more I mean, a gallon. from an economic standpoint it actually it makes more sense because you know a restaurant if it's lunchtime everybody comes at lunch and everything gets backed up so you charge more during lunch so it thins out that crowd and people come at different times it's of the to day change behavior you know that's mm-hmm. that's why they do it and it actually makes sense but it's it's bad from a from a f- people's perception of fairness. Sure, because they've got other choices. Yeah. They could but the way restaurants usually do it, and we talk about it with Crave Creation, you take that slow time and give it discount. Yeah. So it's not really surge pricing. It's like right. incentive like pricing. J- J- 2 to 5 p.m., yeah. you're going to get a, a, a less expensive meal, but it's the same food. That Jay Peters calls it early bird. And early I've never bird, been yeah. an early bird guy. But you but don't have any objection to that. No, because I I, I came as a surprise. Yeah, I happened to go in there early for an early dinner, and a, I was actually shocked. You would have an issue with surge pricing. So Absolutely. that is the psychological. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's very psychological yeah. is how you present it. You know, you're better off increasing the prices and then keeping the lower prices for your two to fivers. Right. And uh, they call it. They call it early dinner, uh, early bird. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that. It makes you feel old. It does. It really so, did. You but know, I like a happy hour. One, like of, one of my favorite things is to go to Waffle House for dinner because it's empty. Yeah. Like, yeah. you go to Waffle House yeah. at like 6 p.m., there's yeah. nobody there. Great place to have you a know. little meeting with somebody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you do have a question on the Showtime Autoglass text line. They want to know what your thoughts are. Will the feds raise rates? That's a good question. So definitely not before the election. Um, you know, there's if if you if you rewind about three months ago, we were talking about rate cuts, but the economic data has been pretty strong, and it doesn't really justify rate cuts anymore. It's possible that the Fed could raise rates after the election. They're definitely not going to do it before the election. That's not going to happen. And I tend to think they won't do it at all. You know, Fed funds is already at five and a half percent. I don't know. The the economy would have to get really hot in order for them to do that. So, all right. So, what do you know? What the thirty year mortgage rate is right now? It's about seven percent. Okay, so it went back up a little. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten year interest rates at about four point three. Mortgages are at about seven percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, you know, the prices of houses. I mean, I look at what I sold my house for. Um, in 2021, the summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And that was like just when the houses were like made this leap and it was a sweet spot the summer of 2021. And then after that, like so many houses became unaffordable. You know, typical neighborhoods that, you know, middle income people could afford suddenly became just out of reach with the in- interest rate and the increased price. Yeah, I I locked in the rate of my new house at four and a quarter. That's so like two awesome. Years That's ago, not bad at all. Is, yeah, not which bad. is really yeah. really good. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jared Dillian, thank you so much. Anything? Any news on your No Worries book? No, it's still trucking. Uh, I mean, I highly recommend getting it. Uh, it. It'll it'll change your life. I still have a couple more big publicity hits. Actually, just hired a PR person. Wow. Uh, a little bit late. Probably should have done this earlier. But we uh, we hired a PR person for three months to 
get TV and podcast hits and stuff like that. So um, I'm still, you know, I'm still, it's funny. I emailed my agent, my literary agent the other day. And I'm like, man, I'm like, what does it take to make it big in this business? You know what I mean? Like I put in the hours, I, I'm, I'm a damn good writer. Like, what do I have to do to like sell a million copies of something? And he's like, it's a lot of luck. It's well, if you luck. can get the attention of someone. So No Worries has sold about ten to 12,000 copies That's so far. amazing. And you have another so, book coming out soon. Well, in next November. Year? November? In November, okay. yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's pretty so. cool. That's really cool, though. Yeah, you, that's you, a lot of I mean, copies. Yeah. And yeah. actually, another book coming out already? I mean, it, you're just rolling. He's got like three yeah. in the tank, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, got yeah. three ready to go. Yeah. Well, Jared Dillian, great seeing you. You can follow him on Twitter at Daily Dirt Nap. Yep, right? yep. And uh, what's the website for the book? Just uh, Amazon or... Uh, you can go it, the, the the quick the quick way to get there is buynoworries.com. Okay. Go to buynoworries.com. You got it. Yeah. All right, Jared Dillian, thank you so much and will we see you next week? Yeah, I'll see you next week. All right, sounds good. Thank Thanks. you.